Hi, Neve. Hi, Jess. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. Um, so, uh, I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, we all know I'm not much of a public speaker, and yet here uh, I am. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never done a public speech in my entire life. Um, wow. So tell me, what do you know about iconic ballet dancer Rudolf Nureyev? Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> He's an iconic ballet dancer. He's gay or something similar. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about him. Um, he's Russian. Wow, girl. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the extent of my knowledge. You're so. really smart. Um, Thank you. You are the smartest person I know. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he would be an iconic ballet dancer. And I know you did get that information from me. Um, yeah. And that's valid. Oops. Um, uh, when I was a junior in high school, before I met you, I was completely obsessed with him. I don't know what it is about ballet dancers, but they just do something, you know? Valid. <laughs> um, yeah. I can vouch for that, being a fan of Tom Holland. Okay, they we do, get it. They do just do something. They they really do something to you. Um, so... Where do I even begin? Well, let's just say... Actually, I do have one more question. Okay. What do you know about Russia in the 60s? Or 50s and 60s, I should say. I feel like I should know more than I do. do Obviously, you? that's kind of Cold War era. So you have um, Stalin and kind of the, the latter half of his regime um and then all of the you know famine <laughs> that happened as a result um and what some would call a genocide and what others would call just a really horrible terrible thing uh but there's no other way around it than it was bad so that's yeah i mean it, you know not great conditions to yeah. be talking about yeah so um we're going to get a little bit into that. Uh, not super deep because I'm not quite the history buff that you are. Uh, but we will get into that a little bit. Um, I'm just going to start by going um, going about uh, Nereyev's early life. And then I'm probably going to talk a little bit about what happened, you know? The tea. Um, so Rudolf Nureyev was uh, born... Uh, March 17th in 1938. Um, he was born in a train on the Trans-Siberian Railway. Oh, my God. Uh, so his father was a major in the Red Army, and he had a very bad relationship with his dad. Uh, like, he says he had, like, no memories of his father until, like, 1946 when he was eight. Um, and as we all know, uh, daddy issues do breed every great artist so what more could we ask for <laughs> am i wrong no exactly um so the family was uh, nureyev's family was really poor um but his mother did sneak him and his three sisters in to see um a ballet um 
using one ticket. She snuck them all in. Uh, I'm not sure what that process was like, uh, because nowadays sneaking into any theater is a lot harder than it must have been back in the glory days. Russia. <laughs> um, they saw Song of the Cranes, which was a patriotic ballet. And when Rudolph saw this ballet, um, it was kind of like, you know, fate. He just, <laughs> he just knew he had to be a ballet dancer. So uh, after that, his mom, being the wonderful woman she was, uh, helped him to study dance and took him Aww. to classes and everything. How old was he when he saw that? Uh, he probably like eight, seven or eight. Okay. I don't know exactly, but most likely around seven or eight years old. Um, uh, so his dad um, didn't really approve of him wanting to be a dancer. Uh, a very masculine man, as they often are. Uh, but his mom continued to let him dance against his father's will. Um, and he ended up later studying at the Leningrad Ballet School. Um, and he was a really good student, supposedly. Uh, but he was super duper rebellious. Um, and he didn't give a crap about curfew. He oh. said, frick the curfew. Well, that's not fun. I'm gonna stay out. Um, and he learned English despite probably them not wanting him to. Uh, because, you know, learning languages is the worst thing. It gives you freedom <laughs> to talk in other places. Um, so when he graduated from the Leningrad Ballet School, he uh, joined the Leningrad Kirov Ballet and its touring company. So I'm going to get a little bit into like Russia and ballet because that's sort of important to understand um when it gets into understanding what happens later in his life so um the soviet union at the time was obviously very proud of themselves they wanted to be the best of the best and uh ballet was one of the ways that they were trying to prove that they were the best of the best um they used their ballets to show that they were superior to the west um and in Russia, when they were showing ballets, like, to Russians, they were constantly, like, revived and changed to fit, like, the party line. It was sort of a tool of propaganda at the time. Um, but they took it super seriously, and they put, like, important schools in every major city so that they could get the most amount of, like, flawless ballet dancers that they possibly could. Um, and they did end up pro producing like a ton of incredible dancers and they got like giant huge international prestige from that uh so uh generally the soviet union union wanted to be the best of the best and failing in any uh realm was typically considered devastating to them and uh i'll get into now uh what happened with Nureyev? So, um, in 19, let's see, in 1961, Nureyev went with the 
touring ballet company um, to France. Uh, they weren't originally planning on taking Nureyev, but he had gained um, some notoriety with like French presenters, huh. um, and they insisted that they go with him because he was incredible. How was that, that he came to be known in France? Um, so there were like... Jeez, sorry. There were like um, exchanges where they sent like French and uh, other like countries ballet companies to Russia or other places. Um, and while they were there, they would watch like Russian ballets. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Nureyev being a god at ballet, <laughs> ballet would be in the Russian. Uh, ballets but since he was kind of like a rebel not like other boys built different uh they didn't want him to go uh because they had a sense an inkling that that was just asking for trouble uh-oh um were, were they right i don't know we'll see <laughs> uh so what happened was um, while he was in France, he was heavily, heavily monitored. All of them were. They were supposed to, like, follow their specific, like, itineraries, do everything as a group, and stay together. Um, but Nureyev said, frick that. Uh, I'm going to do what I want. And he went to, like, museums by himself um, and he wasn't supposed to interact with anyone from any other countries any foreigners um and he said you know what i'm gonna do that anyway so he because he knew english he was able to talk with um french people um and one of the people that he did get to talk to was a uh heiress named clara son um so uh, because of his, like, rule-breaking and everything, when he was talking to foreigners and generally being a bad influence, um, on their way, before they headed to their next stop on the tour, um, in the airport, um, Nureyev was stopped by members of the KGB, and they were like, actually... Sir, you're going to have to get on a flight back to Russia. Uh, There's a special performance that you need to perform in. Um, And also your mother, she's super sick right now, like totally super sick. So you got to go home right now for reasons that aren't you being bad. And obviously, they were lying. Wow. Yeah. So uh, he knew that they were lying because they had pulled Mm -hmm. this trick on many other ballet dancers, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happened was um, when he realized that they were trying to get him back to Russia, he realized that if he did get on a plane back to Russia... He was never gonna leave Russia again. Right. He would never the be KGB. There's yeah, no, there's no messing with yeah. the KGB. Uh, yeah, he would never leave Russia and never become the ballet dancer that he wanted to be because he wanted to be an amazing ballet dancer. 
and well-known. He, he was kind of like, from what I can tell, he seemed pretty obsessed with like his legacy and how mm-hmm. he was perceived. So um, they were, they sent the rest of the touring company off to their next stop and they kept him at the airport waiting for the plane to, to Russia to leave. Um, and then they uh, had him waiting there, and he called Clarisson, his uh, the era. his heiress friend, <laughs> and she rushed to the airport, um, like speed run to the airport, and she told him... You have to tell the police that you want political asylum, um, that you want to stay in France. And that's what he did. Um, So he defected from Russia in 1961. And that kind of crushed Russia because he was their best ballet dancer. Um, That was that failure that they didn't want yeah they didn't want to yeah kind of embarrassing when you lose your one guy like come on guys pull it together (laughs) um so his defection kind of made russia pissed off um there it's like kind of iffy on what happened like immediately after like if he continued to get followed by the kgb some people think he did other people don't think he did but Regardless, it's a scary situation to be in because I don't trust the KGB. Gotta right, be honest. Why would you? Yeah, exactly. Um, then let's see. Where are we going to next? Okay. So he defected from Russia, made Russia very, very angry. And uh, after his defection, he continued to dance regardless. Um, so the, literally the day after he defected, um, he joined a ballet in in Paris. And then in 1962, he began dancing with a, another famous ballet dancer, not gay, but still famous, uh, named Margot Fontaine. Um, and their partnership is considered to be super duper like legendary. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of like kings and queens of the ballet floor um Amazing. yeah uh when he started dancing with margot margot <laughs> when he started started dancing with margot uh he realized that he wasn't trained the same way as european dancers um the way that they trained people in russia was a lot different and generally um nureyev had like he started his ballet career a lot later than Mm -hmm. some people would. So his technique wasn't as like flawless as other people's might've been like children that started at like four or five years old might be a little better. I started ballet at four years old, I think. Um, And I mostly went because the place I went to um, after you danced for your lesson, like with everyone else, they had a sweet shop right like in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mostly went for the sweet shop. I'm not going to lie to you. That's valid. I was a very flat footed dancer because I was a little heavier set than most of the kids there. 
because I went for the sweets. Yeah. Um, it happens. You know, it was worth it. It was worth it because the sweets were really good. I would have to agree. Yeah. Um, I I did ballet as well. Um, yeah. Back in my youth, uh, I was not good either. Um, I didn't go for the sweets because it would, the lessons were after school at my school. Hmm. Um, I did go to get stickers because she would give us stickers oh. if we showed up. And I'm like, you know, I'll take what I can get. Um, and then we had this big performance and <laughs> the whole time you'd think I would know the dance moves because we had rehearsed them several like tens or 20 times like we would have rehearsed it many many times um but I do have a small brain and I did have a small brain um so when I went up there on the stage I was like three or four seconds behind everyone else because I had to copy what they were doing. So uh, last minute, she put me in the back instead of up front uh, because uh, being up front would be very hard to watch everyone else do everything. And my mommy still brought me flowers. So I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, we had like a big performance, I think only once. And all I really remember was like, we had a bunch of coloring books backstage and we were all like we were obviously in the youngest age group so we just kind of colored backstage um but then i watched the older group do it and they had like the point shoes and everything you know all the fancy ah. and i was just enthralled by it i was like how do they stand on their tippy toes for so long and then i realized it's because it's flat right and so mm-hmm. there's more of a base for you to to stand on and I was just like blown away I was like this is what I'm gonna do in life as you do when you're like five years yeah. old um and I remember we did a like because we were the younger group we were watching these older people do these graceful like wonderful probably traditional like nutcracker type things it was around Christmas mm-hmm. um and then we did a, a dance to a song called the ugly bug ball <laughs> so you know. Wow, that's a little rude. But I mean, maybe if I stayed for longer, I mean, I had that that head start that that Rudolph didn't have. Well, yeah, you should have stuck with it, and then you could have been been I like been Rudolph. Yeah, you and you would have been. been talking about me right now to someone else. That's probably actually no. Uh, I would actually not have any friends if you had done okay. that. That's actually the truth. So uh, thank you to my ballet teacher for making us do Ugly Bug Ball. So yeah, that I never wanted to do ballet again thank goodness everything leads to me and they and stopped you. selling the sweets so i had no reason to go yeah so quit <laughs> yeah that's valid um anyway so uh he realized that he wasn't trained in the same way as european dancers and um he was concerned because he was different from them but he wanted to be the best that he could be um and margo being the absolute queen she is was like bro you're good chill out (laughs) and um that's a direct quote yeah that is end quote um (laughs) they uh had a really interesting partnership because margo was actually 19 years older than him um yeah which is which is pretty big of a gap and margo was concerned because she was like damn i'm gonna look like an old woman in front of this guy and Rudolph was like oh I'm gonna look like a child (laughs) but like they became the one of the most legendary dance partnerships Mm -hmm. ever um and 
they they grew super duper close um and in an interview uh rudolph actually said um to me she's a part of my family um that's all i have is her and that makes me feel very warm and fuzzy yeah but it's also kind of it's kind of sad well because he defected from russia he can't really go back home yeah and i mean you said he doesn't have a good relationship with his dad anyway it seems like his mom was really nice but yeah well keep in mind his mom actually wasn't sick um they're just dirty little liars in the kgb yeah um who would have (laughs) thought uh but in in 1983 uh a lot of years later um after he had done his dancing time he continued to dance even after 1983 but like in 1983 uh he became the dance director for the paris opera ballet and um everyone said that he was like a fantastic teacher kind and generous and he brought life to that theater um so it was very obvious that he cares a lot about the arts and sharing it with other people Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also, uh, evident in the fact that when he passed, he left all of his money to his, um, foundation, um, yeah. that continues to support young artists and sharing art, um, Aww. dancing with other people, everyone around the world. And it's like, it's really beautiful. He, mm-hmm. it was so obvious that he cared a lot about, um, sharing this with as many people as possible and giving everyone the opportunity mm-hmm. um and he grew to care like his technique wasn't the best in the world but it was like his passion and his soul when he danced that made him mm-hmm. the mm, like one of the most amazing dancers of his time mm-hmm. so like yeah um and obviously i don't know enough about ballet to to make a judgment on this but paris obviously is a big like arts hub Mm -hmm. for the world so it sounds like being director of dance at the paris opera ballet is a really big deal yeah yeah (laughs) like that would be my assumption at least yeah um yeah it is a big deal and he like he like directed dance and taught really up until he died like and that just shows he didn't have the longest life in the world mm-hmm. but like when you really commit to something like that it really is evident how much you care yeah um what's interesting is in 1989 he was given permission to go back to russia um and he danced one more time in the kirov theater in Leningrad. leningrad oh, wow. and he got to visit his dying mother before she Aww. passed so that was really nice for him um is that that's that's not the theater he snuck into, right? That's the one where he was dancing. Yeah, at the I. Beginning. Yeah, that's the one where he danced. That's I okay. don't think that's the one he snuck into. Okay. I can't I say that for sure. I know I remembered the name. And I yeah, just... that's the that's the one where he like began began his career. His career. Gotcha. Um, a little tidbit that uh, <laughs> I read, um, that he had some uh fun tricks to fire himself up before, oh. um every performance um uh one of them was to go on stage 15 minutes late so that the audience uh had to wait for him and just keep like 
slow oh clapping, waiting for him to come. Um, and then another was that apparently he would just stand butt naked in his dressing room. And when he was called to go on, he would ask if they wanted him to go on completely naked. And <laughs> Why? I don't know. But apparently that was stuff he did, you know, keeping it a little funky fresh. Uh, I just, I can't imagine like being on the tour with him and being the person that has to go get him to come on stage. And every day you're like, please don't be naked. Please don't be naked. And then you walk in and it's like, oh, not Rudolph. again Rudolph again. And god he's like, he's like Rudolph we're ready for you and Rudolph's like okay you want me to go on like this and he's like bro I've told you 5,000 times we start at five bro you need to be in the wings it is 15 minutes late and you have no clothes on he didn't even say thank you 10 when the stage manner was stage manager was like hey guys 10 minutes till curtain oh my god that would piss me off as someone who did theater for one year in high school. Um, yeah, that if I walked into that boy's dressing room to be like, hey, guys, you're missing your cues. And they were like, weans out. <laughs> I'd be like, no, thank you. I'm turning around and leaving. Yeah, Cancel the show. Yeah. Sorry. Show's over, guys. Bright star. It's not happening. <laughs> um, so now let's get into the gay stuff. <laughs> um yeah because that's what i like to hear <laughs> Woo! Uh, so he has had two notable partners um but he was allegedly pretty promiscuous um with both men and supposedly women uh although i'll get into that in a second mm-hmm. um so his first partner um was eric brune uh i'll i'll let you guys know that uh he his two partners were both dancers um very very great dancers he was like he only was interested in people that were amazing at dancing Mm -hmm. which you know set your standards high i guess if he's like the best dancer you'd want to be with other great dancers um but most of his relationships seem to stem off of him like crazily admiring these people mm-hmm. um and i respect it um but for eric brune it's really difficult to find like information specifics on their relationship so this section's pretty short um uh brune died in 1986 so he died before nureyev um but they weren't uh it wasn't like he died and that's how their relationship mm. ended um, although I'm not really sure, I can't really say that that isn't how their relationship mm-hmm. ended. Um, but, uh, Nureyev did admire Brune and their relationship was sexual for a very short time before it became solely romantic. Um, and it's really sweet because they referred to one another at times, even after they, like, stopped being romantically involved all the time, they referred to each other's as, like, the love of my life. Um, and even though they had, like, relationships, romantic relationships with different people, um, I think it seemed like they were the ones for each mm-hmm. other. But, you know, you know how it is being gay in the mm-hmm. 80s. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, I don't know how it is being gay no, in the 80s. True. AIDS. 
Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Brun did die of AIDS. Um, and so did Nureyev. No! And so did his other partner. Oh, my God. That's how it just be sometimes. Oh, my God. It's all Reagan's fault. I don't <gasps> know where in the world they Amen. died. They probably died in Russia or France or somewhere. But it's still Reagan's fault. Yeah, I think they probably did die in France. Mm. Actually... I'm not sure. I don't quote okay, me on that. So we I'm, can potentially blame Reagan still. Yeah, I'm. Cool. Uh, I think his second partner might be American. Oh. I really should have thought about like looking into that a little more. <laughs> you know, when you get here, it's a lot. Let me Google search it. <laughs> Robert Tracy. Wow, typing is a <laughs> uh, little bit of a. Yes, New York City. Okay, American. So American. It's Reagan's fault. It is Reagan's fault. Um, thank you once again, Mr. Reagan. We talked about him last week. <laughs> and we'll talk about him this weekend. We'll be talking about Reagan probably most weeks. Very, very frequently. <laughs> um, AIDS is kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, only kind of. Just a little bit. Uh, but despite having different relationships, um, they did... Uh, remain close and they continued to promote each other they worked together a lot um and like helped each other become better dancers uh, but Brun did constantly have to remind Nureyev that um it isn't wrong because it isn't Russian because Nureyev apparently oh. when he was first starting like in um like everywhere else but Russia mm-hmm. he didn't realize He'd be like that's yeah. wrong yeah and you're doing that like, wrong no, you're russian yeah yeah i see it's not wrong you're just russian bro <laughs> so it's like when when i say you gotta take the tip to the skip <laughs> and i'm like no that's wrong and i'm like well you're american and that's true that's, i am okay cool so it's like it would that's right in england and, but it's right, wrong but everywhere it's else wrong. Wow. <laughs> and i would say it's wrong just in general okay. but that's a topic that's not a gay topic we can get that's off fair, that that's fair. um so the other relationship he had which was the one that he had until like right before he died was with uh dancer robert tracy um from new york from new york <laughs> wow um so tracy was a lot younger than nureyev um and again Nureyev was like super obsessed with his dancing he Mm -hmm. thought he was like a dancing god had beautiful legs beautiful technique yeah um it's always the legs uh so I'm getting most of this information in this section there's no interviews with like Brune that confirm what Mm -hmm. happened but there is one interview I found with Tracy about their relationship so I'm getting most of the information that I'm using in this section from uh that interview mm-hmm. um and that interview was with the guardian like 17 years ago oh wow um so um according to tracy uh af- um Nureyev supposedly slept with three women in his life um this could be because he's bisexual mm-hmm. i'm not gonna try and label a dead man right. um but He's supposedly only slept with three women in his life. Um, it seems like, from what I can tell, that was because he really wanted a child. Oh. Um, and I think this, like, this obsession with wanting a child kind of, like, goes along with 
his um like desire for like a legacy mm-hmm. and to be remembered yeah, 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 for being yeah. like the best dancer like I feel like they're sort of correlated. Obviously, correlation yeah. isn't causation. Right. But uh, it does seem like it would make sense if he's yeah. obsessed with having this fantastic dancing legacy. Yeah. He well, would want maybe, a child. Well, and to like, craft his child. Like, you know, Tiger Woods' kid <laughs> yeah. playing golf, right? It's the same kind of same kind of thing. Like, shape your kid into dancing, you know, being a, a good uh, ballerina. And then, like, you could potentially like dance together and then that's something you yeah advertise, right it's like father and son and mm-hmm. you know so um apparently nereev told tracy uh that he would have had two children if the women hadn't aborted them so <gasps> dun, um dun dun dun, dun, dun. um yeah so nereev and tracy were together uh basically from 1979 till like right before Nureyev died in 1993. Mm-hmm. So that's a long time. They did have like an eight-month break, and I'll get into that. But um, I don't exactly know why they ended their relationship before Nureyev died. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's how it goes. Here's their love story. <laughs> um, so the two met uh, when they were going to a rehearsal in, I think, New York in 1979. And um, when they met, Nureyev asked Tracy to call him the next day. Um, But Tracy thought he was joking, so he didn't call him. And uh, when he next saw Nureyev, he was like, bro, why didn't you call me? And then they went on three dates and then they moved in together as all as all good gay relationships happen. (laughs) You date, you go on three dates and then you move in together. You're committed for life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, Here's this quote. Um, So Tracy said in the interview, "Um, I always wondered why it was me. He had three million young men. He just liked me. Uh, It was my intelligence, and he liked my legs and my (laughs) jump. Uh, We were almost instantly physically attracted. It was a whirlwind. I was 23, wild, and open to anything. I just let him call the shots. I always thought it wasn't going to last. There were always, always other guys around, younger, with better bodies. I just went with it, and the relationship lasted all that time. He gave me great trust and friendship, he didn't take my youth. He shared it with me. He shared Aww. his wisdom, knowledge, and experience. Um, he says it was a master and apprentice role as well. Um, <laughs> and then the one thing that attracted Rudolph to me was that I was not a stud. I was an a- academic. <laughs> so so what was the age gap between them? Um, I think it was... Mm, I think it was like 12 years okay so not huge then yeah let me see i say that (laughs) i feel like like 12 is you know i mean no actually i think it was a i think it was i'm trying to think it didn't say it in the article and math is hard so (laughs) i'm just trying to that's fine um i think it might have been closer to like 15 or 16 okay but like that's interesting it's like 
how many options do you have as yeah, well yeah, i guess as yeah. gay people in new york your options but are like probably when that's your i mean you're from russia and this is kind of your scene this is what you know mm-hmm. um but i think i do think it's interesting that he has a lot of options right like the yeah way that it's being phrased by um what's his name tracy tracy yes tracy <laughs> it was like t um <laughs> Yeah, the way that, that Tracy is phrasing it makes it seem like he's definitely not in it just as, like, a Hugh Hefner kind of thing. Like, <laughs> not just because it's, you know, like, there's there's more attractive people around and, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of them and, and younger people and yeah, that's so, not what's drawing him to yeah, Tracy. Yeah, I definitely think Nureyev really, like, like, like-liked Tracy. <laughs> like, I feel like they had a really intimate relationship and that's really nice um but i think at the time nureyev was like super popular like mm-hmm. he was this famous dancer so i'm sure there were plenty of boys that uh wanted to be with him yeah um so it's like that would be the downside nowadays of like trying to date like tom holland <laughs> harry styles, <laughs> or harry so, styles. Like, people are constantly throwing themselves at that person yeah like you, you would probably feel nervous but it's also nice to know i'm sure tracy was yeah thinking it was nice to know like he's not interested in that he's interested in and i think there and another thing is like i don't think that they were like super exclusive Mm -hmm. like i think they had a pretty open relationship um and like good for them yeah that makes it easier to navigate yeah less jealousy and yeah Yeah. uh but (laughs) <laughs> Nureyev oh. supposedly hit Tracy once when they were fighting about a man um, but, and then the next morning when he woke up he woke up to Nureyev just patting his head just a nice pat in the head um, and uh, I personally find this a little bit weird <laughs> uh, but Tracy thinks the memory is nice and he holds mm, it dear to him no. i wouldn't take that i maybe not the like getting hit part the morning um, i feel like that's a nice way yeah to the morning up. but like what you doing buddy what you doing um so that when they split up the first time for that eight month period they mm-hmm. split up um because of another fight and at the time nurev had been teaching tracy like the part of a ballet that was like one of the first ballets he did when he Mm -hmm. defected from Russia. Um, And uh, after splitting up from Nureyev, he like lost that part. Um, But Tracy wasn't super like heartbroken over the loss. Uh, He said that um, he didn't solely want to be seen as Nureyev's protege, which I think is valid. I wouldn't want to solely be seen as like, my girlfriend's protege either Mm -hmm. i feel like that would be a little awkward um but uh eight months later they got back together because one of nureyev's friend who was a uh prima donna uh prima 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 ballerina um like reintroduced them was like hey guys i think you guys should get back together (laughs) um and like, all of Nureyev's friends, like, supported him getting back with uh, Tracy because supposedly Tracy was better company than who Nureyev would otherwise be around because yeah. apparently 
Nereev associates with the bad folks. Oh. Um, Reagan. <laughs> yeah, with Reagan. Actually, <laughs> Nereev and Reagan were really close. They were, Wild. yeah, I read that in the interview <laughs> also. Um, once they did get back together, they no longer had sex. <laughs> they were, like, closer and... I think still romantic, but they weren't really having sex. Um, supposedly, Nereev used to say that uh, you start becoming friends once you get the sex out of the way. So I'm not hinting at anything, but... Oh, so we need to have sex. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. See Glad you after... That we've established that. Yeah. See you <laughs> after this uh, recording. <laughs> um, <laughs> according to Tracy, um, after Nereev fa- passed... Uh, in Nereev's will, he left all of his money to his foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Tracy was offered $600,000 um, wow. on the stipulation that he did not talk about the nature of his relationship to Nereev, oh. with Nereev. So they were like, um, here's some money, but don't make it sound like he's gay because that would be weird. Um so that's interesting. Um, and so he didn't take it then? No, he did take it. Oh. But his the contract ran out. Oh, right. I see. Yeah. Like, and so for a really long, le- mm-hmm. really long time, he never talked about his relationship to Nureyev. But he did say that, like, um, all of his... He did a lot of writing and choreography and directing. And he, f- he said that all of that work was, like, influenced by Nureyev. And mm-hmm. there was, like, parts of Nureyev and everything he did Aww. after his relationship with Nureyev. Um, I think that's really sweet and romantic. And I love love. <laughs> um, but uh, Tracy, until he died, held, um, held the belief that... Uh, Nureyev's death was caused by the intentional poisoning of gay men by the government. Um, Reagan. Yeah. So more on that in our AIDS episode. <laughs> I knew Reagan yeah. was to blame. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tracy seems like a very strong believer that the AIDS um, situation <laughs> was very much an intentional attack on gay people. And that is the official term for it in government records. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, the situation. situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was, that's Rudolph's life and his death. And um, I love him and care deeply for him. I would give my life for him <laughs> to continue to dance, but he has passed and I will forever be sad about it. Um, but I do recommend, I don't know how historically accurate it is, but I do own this movie so we could watch it. Yes. Um, it's called The White Crow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really good. It's just about his defection. So it's not about like him being gay or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it is solely about like him defecting from russia to france Mm -hmm. and i think it's a like obviously i can't be like yeah it's the most historically accurate (laughs) movie i've ever seen in my life because i wasn't there uh but i do think it is like it doesn't seem to sensationalize it like it's really interesting and it's more of a fictionalization rather than like a dramatization yeah I can't say that word, but you know what I mean. English hard. I get it. I get it. Words difficult. Um, but yeah, so I recommend that movie. Also, if you're a ballet fan, like me, um, 
I recommend the book Apollo's Angels. Uh, I read that book. Well, parts of that book, that's a big book. I have not read the whole (laughs) thing yet. One day I'll get there. But I read parts of that book. That's where I got the information about Nureyev, specifically about like Russia and ballet. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that in there. And it's really interesting if you like ballet. Again, not really about gay people, but gay people do ballet. So checkmate. Um, And also, I recommend looking at pictures of Rudolf Nureyev. Why is that? I am a lesbian, but I'd smash. <laughs> so, just kidding. I probably wouldn't, but he is an attractive man. And when I tell you junior year, instead of paying attention in history, I was watching videos of him dance. There's something about it. Mm-hmm. Like seeing him do it. It's like you, I see God. <laughs> Or something. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So I recommend that. Um, But yeah. So what kind of, were there any like big name things that he danced in? Like Nutcracker or something that would be like really recognizable? Um, Just like off the top of your head. Off the top of my head. uh, I know he danced in, I'm pretty sure he danced in Swan Lake with Margot Fontaine. I love Swan Lake. And... um, like there was a sleeping beauty that he danced mm. in um there was a <laughs> this is a funny little story um so there was this like production this ballet production of Romeo and Juliet that was i can't remember the name of the man it was directed by but um he had this cast with this um it's this like incredible dancer playing Juliet and he really wanted this uh, this ballet to be, like, a harrowing, like, realistic depiction of, like, what the Romeo and Juliet story would have been like. So, like, brutal, death, dying, it's awful, it's ugly. Um, and he really wanted that. And when... So he had this dancer and he thought she was doing an amazing job of like Mm -hmm. dying and making death look like actually Mm -hmm. like a bad death. Like you wouldn't want to die that way. Um, But when they went to produce it like professionally, um, they were like, no, out with that dancer. We're bringing in Rudolf Nureyev and Margot Fontaine because they're the famous dancers and they'll bring us money. Um, (laughs) And the man was like, well, shit, bro. Uh... Margot did apparently a bad job of displaying what he wanted because she, mm. he said, uh, Margot even died with her toes pointed. And he was oh. upset about that because yeah. it didn't show the that ugly, brutal yeah. death that he wanted it to be. It was all cutesy and pretty. Mm. And I'm sure they were good dancers. Yeah. But like when you have a vision for a show mm-hmm. and then the producers walk on it, they're like, <laughs> I want to make it not like the way you want it. Then that kind of sucks. Yeah. But like Romeo and Juliet was something that Rudolf <laughs> Nureyev was in. Yeah. Um, That's cool though. And like, you know, some of the big name Tchaikovsky things like. Yeah. Obviously like, Russia, Russia gay <laughs> correlation. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe Russia is where all the gay people come from. All the gay ballerinas gay ballerinas and gay 
musicians. Well, people involved with ballet, I guess. I shouldn't. All the gay ballet people. She was not a ballerina, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Maybe it was his dream and he just yeah. didn't get the chance so yeah, he that's true. so he just composed he just Maybe did he an was amazing like, There's nothing job i can dance to so let me make something i can dance and to. by the time he made it he could no longer dance <laughs> so sad i guess we'll figure that out when we do the tchaikovsky episode <laughs> Woo! okay so i guess that's that on rudolph our favorite dancer <laughs> Um, you can follow us on Twitter at TWTG Podcast or on Instagram or even TikTok at Those Were the Gays. Uh, you can also f- visit TWTGpodcast.com for a list of the sources that we used in this episode. You doing okay? You, got- you know, it's a little difficult <laughs> um, to talk sometimes. Okay. I respect it. Thank you. That's why we started a podcast, so we can learn how to speak. Yeah, this is a learning (laughs) experience for all of us. Um, Yeah. So this week's really awesome, inclusive, nonstop bop of the week is Tiny Dancer by Elton John. How fitting. (laughs) Wow. We really thought about that one for a long time. Um, I've been Jess. And I'm Neve. And... Those were the gays.